down to earth What went down in the van Allegedly, 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 allegedly Beers with bears Beers with bears Beers with bears Beers with bears I was jamming the the latest full length you guys put out last year a lot yeah. today. That shit's so tight. Like I'm so stoked to yeah. to talk Thank about you. it and everything. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm excited. What do you have? Uh, so I'm drinking. I got a couple different things. This okay. one's a uh, a contrary brewing. They're from like back home in Iowa, uh, but okay. my friends in Eugene Levy they like did a partnership with them, so they oh, did shit. like their own strand. Uh, a strand, uh, but like one <laughs> run of beer, so it's like a peach blonde IPA. Damn, uh, it's pretty tight. That's really sick, and it's like a Eugene Levy beer. That's so yeah. Cool. So I don't know if you can see it like on the screen. Oh, like, yeah. It has their logo on the can and shit. That's so cool, right? Like I'm so happy for my dudes. Uh, yeah, that's that's really wild. That's really cool. Good yeah. for them. Uh, there's been some bands like so. I'm in Minneapolis. There's been some bands around here that have kind of done the same thing with like local breweries and i've been wanting mm-hmm. to get like up my hands on their cans because like the like the designs that they're doing are super sick yeah 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 there's a there's a brewery yeah, richmond is like very much a brewery town um, oh, yeah. and there's one there's one here that does like a, every year they pick like one local band to do like a little limited run with and it's always cool oh it's awesome uh yeah i was th- i was even like trying to like thinking of like hitting up like local breweries because we have quite a bit around us just being like hey like i'll talk about you guys on my podcast if you guys just like supply like a four pack or some shit yeah fuck yeah i'm sure they would that would be really tight yeah it's like basically free advertising for them yeah exactly three two one to another episode of beers with bands uh first episode of the of 2022 i'm super stoked uh thank you all for sticking with me after that little hiatus i needed just a slight break took a little vacation uh but this is going to be a sick episode to start off the year uh i'm sitting down with uh john from gnawing how's it going it's going good i'm chilling hell yeah dude uh (laughs) for people that might not be aware gnawing is a three-piece uh rock and roll fuzz rock band from richmond virginia um i i loved it on your your band camp where you have uh, a loud rock and roll band that wishes they were a country band because oh, yeah. like <laughs> you start getting through like the your latest full length and you just kind of hear those twangy parts come out a little bit more and you're like okay no like this all makes sense um yeah yeah but uh obviously i'm just sitting down with you the other two members couldn't make it uh but can you say who you are, what you do in the band, and then what do the other two do in the band? Yeah, so I am John Russell. Uh, I play guitar and I sing. Um, and then absent but represented by by my words are Christian 
uh, Monroe, he plays drums, and he also sings, um, and then Chris Matz plays bass. Okay. Uh, and then I always like to start at the, like, the origin stories of bands, um, yeah, especially sure. like for ones that I don't know, and maybe some of the listeners might not be familiar with you guys. Um, how did the three of you come together to be to form Nine? Yeah, it's 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 a saga for sure. Um, so I uh, I'm I, we are we are in Richmond, um, but before I lived here, I lived in Charlotte in North Carolina, um, and was playing in a I was playing guitar in a like really heavy, um, like you know we tuned to like B standard like noise rock, um, like you know sort of Melvin's worship, um, and like part chimp and harvey milk and stuff like that um so i was playing in a really heavy band like that um it was really cool but i had these like uh basically the songs that would be the the first tape that's on our band camp um the first ep i had these songs and they were like you know really like poppy and and sweet and like gentle and you know like they just were not they did not fit the yeah. theme of the this band that i was in where we all played through two full stacks, you know? Um, and so I was like, I like had no idea what to do with these songs. Um, and so I, as I was about to move from Charlotte to Richmond, um, one of my friends was also moving from Charlotte uh, and I had done a lot of recording with him. So I was like, Hey, as like one sort of last, you know, goodbye to Charlotte, let's, let's cut a record, just you and me. Um, in the living room of the house, like shitty punk house I was living in at the time. Um, and so he engineered the whole thing and we set my drum kit up and, and just brought in all the amps that we had. And so I just played everything on it. You know, like I played drums, I played bass, and then I did all the guitars and, and recorded vocals. Um, and was like, in my mind, like, I was like, oh, this will be, you know, like I just kind of wanted to do it just to do it. And yeah. so I was like, oh, cool. Like I just, you know, we'll put these on Bandcamp thought of the name gnawing it was like all right cool just put it on Bandcamp as gnawing probably never touch it again um it was just fun you know like it, it it was i had really in that era like really been revisiting a lot of stuff that i grew up on with like you know lemon heads and dinosaur jr and gin blossoms and even stuff like you know graham parsons and, and rolling stones and stuff the classic rock stuff uh and so i just wanted to kind of make a record that sounded like that so i made that tape put it away it was like all right whatever probably do nothing with this moved to richmond um and then i started working at guitar center doing repairs uh and christian was uh working in the um you know sort of shipping department like he would ship out all the online orders and stuff and so we became friends really quickly and he was like yeah you know like do you play anything like i'm always looking to jam with new people i, I want to start playing and and kind of like a you know kind of like a rock band and because uh, he was in like a, a post-rock band at the time where all the songs were like eight minutes long and he had to do like these like cymbal swells and stuff which is cool but he was like i want to you know i want to like i want to just play fast right and i was like yeah i was like you know like i have this tape that i recorded like like it doesn't have to be these songs but you know it could be like something in this vein and so i showed him the tape and the next day he came back to work at guitar center and he's like dude those those are so sick like it should just be that band like we should just start that band and i was like fuck are you like do you think so? Like, I was like, I don't know. They, I just kind of threw them away, you know? Like, I just thought they were kind of funny throwaway songs. And he's like, no, it'd be cool. So me and him started jamming. Um, and then the original sort of iteration of, of knowing was our friend Allie. She was playing bass and singing. Um, and then she sings, she still does, like, backups on the – she was saying on the LP and stuff. Um, and so she 
was playing, but she was in two other bands, so she left so that she could focus on her, like, actual two bands, not our, like, you know, <laughs> silly thing we asked her to play bass in because we're friends. Um, and then our friend Chris had been in a couple bands around Richmond, um, and his band had just broken up. And we were like, you know, we were like, yo, like, I really want to play with Chris Matz. Like, because he's like, you know, he's awesome. And, and he's a carpenter and a welder. Like, he just looks cool. We are like, yo, I really want to play in a band with Chris Matz. And so um, I knew his cousin, his cousin, I'm friends with his cousin down in North Carolina and South Carolina. Um, and so I texted his cousin, I was like, yo, what's your cousin Chris's number? And he gave it to me and I texted Chris and Chris was like, oh man, like, I love knowing, like, knowing's one of my favorite local bands. I would love to play with y'all. So it was just, after that, it was like, you know, we really, we, we had a lot of fun uh, in the early days and, and Allie, like, you know, really helped us like get in a routine of like being a serious band like she would make you know she would be like all right like we gotta you know we because me and christian could just fuck around for hours at the practice space and Allie got us in a good habit of being like y'all we've got to get something done tonight like <laughs> i've got to go home and like get ready for work <laughs> um but now if you know with, with chris coming into the lineup we really like kind of solidified our our sound and and like what we were going for and i think that's sort of why the lp like came at the perfect time too because we we had had i think we probably had half of the lp by the time we got chris um we had had it you know sort of written or skeletons of it at least um but once chris joined the band we like really got into a, a really like sturdy practice routine and like you know we worked really hard to like carve out the rest of the lp and then COVID hit and so we were like okay well we're not playing shows or anything so might as well make a record right well yeah, the three of you together sound amazing, uh, especially for people that are listening and have listened to this LP. Like, it's so good. Um, Thank you. Like, like, I, like I was telling you before we, we fully started, like, I jammed it, like, at least three times today just to get, like, the full feel. Because, like, I like to listen to everything when I would sit down with someone, but, like, I usually wait till like, the last minute. That way it's all, like, still fresh and, like, sets in. Sure. Yeah. And this was just a fun one just to keep hitting, like, repeat. And, Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I mean, like, I, I think I've realized in the past couple of years that, like, that whole little, like, folky twang style, I I really like because I don't listen to a lot of that stuff. So when I get my hands on, like, a, a record that sounds, that has any of those sounds, it's just immediately, like, a, something I just want to keep jamming in all the time yeah, yeah yeah that's sick that's awesome yeah i i grew up on uh you know my, my dad and and his brothers love country music and and also love a lot of stuff that is like country adjacent like you know like the eagles or like the birds and stuff like that um and so i grew up on a lot of that stuff and for for a while country like kind of you know there was like the alt country in like the early 2000s that it kind of had its moment again and then yeah. it kind of went back on the back burner um, but in recent years, I feel like it's really started to pop back up, you know, like Casey Musgraves and stuff like that. Like, you know, they're like very popular artists that at least have some country influence now. So yeah, I'm glad to see it making a comeback. Right. Yeah. I'd, like as much as people say that they hate country and like, I'll, I'll admit I've said it a few times. It's more just like the pop country is just really hard to deal with. But totally. like, yeah. if you, if you like all that whole nineties era of like country where it was like super good, yeah. like what any of those songs come on, you, you, everyone's singing along, whether they realize it or not. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It got, I think like the, like CMT era 
of country got really bad, you know, like it it got really gnarly there for a second when it was like, you know, rich people from like Ohio or something singing about their truck, you know, like it's like, it's like this like fake put on of like a Southern accent and stuff that got really weird for a minute. But yeah, like I, I mess with everything from, you know, like this, the start of country up through like the nineties with like Dwight Yoakam and stuff and Lucinda Williams, like that's some of my favorite country. And then it hits like early two thousands, and I'm like, yeah, never mind, I can't do right. it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough, but I feel like at the same time, not just to shit on country. I feel like every genre kind of has that era where it's just kind of you gotta get, skip it. So like anyone that's totally. big in the country and listening, like I'm not hating on what you listen to. I'm just yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, just just putting <laughs> that out there. Um, but I did want to talk about like this LP. Um, Obviously, you guys put it out, I think it was July, June, July of 2021, yeah, um, called You Freak Me Out, which, like I mentioned, it's it's super good. Um, I'm trying to pull, hold on, let me pull the, the, the track list again, but it's, I mean, you get hooked in, because you start out with Contract, and then you have the single So Glad right afterwards, which kind of just pulls you in more, and <laughs> like... I think one of my favorites on there was probably Crenshaw Avenue, because uh, in that one for sure you hear the the, the twanginess and it just yeah, really yeah. pops. That and one's resonates. definitely the, the twangy one of the record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for for you guys, like, what's it been like since this has come out? Like, how how was it received? And like, obviously, it comes out during a pandemic, which is usually one of the worst times to have it come out, but. Uh, <laughs> At least 2021 was you were able to do a little bit of something to hopefully back it up. But what what kind of reception did this get uh, get from you guys? Yeah, so um, let's see. It came out in July, which was kind of the height of um, you know, like like it over the summer of 2021. Like stuff kind of felt hopeful again you know like everybody was getting vaccinated like rates were crazy low especially in richmond like you know the daily rate was lower than it had ever been since the start of the pandemic um and so we kind of felt like we kind of like like it it timed out like really well to be july 9th like it everything kind of the clouds kind of started to clear you know right around the time of it um so we played a release show uh, it was an outdoor release show and it was, it was the first show we had, you know, obviously the first show we had played since March of 2020. And, um, it was at our, at our friend's restaurant, Cobra Cabana on their patio. And it like the line, I've never seen so many people before. Like the line was around the block. We were like, I don't know any of these people, but I think people were just excited for a show to be happening, yeah. you know? Um, and so it was like, I don't know. It was it, the, the air of it around it coming out was like really infectious and we were like really amped and really excited um we got asked to play there's a minor league baseball team here and they asked us to play before the first pitch of one of their games right when the record came out like we like it was like yeah it was really wild we we were like for a minute there we were living the dream we were like we're awesome <laughs> um and we did we got the we got the chance to do two uh two like little four-day weekends um in September and October, which were really cool. We got to go up north and, and see all our buds in, like, Philly and Jersey and Baltimore. Um, and then we got to go back down south and, you know, go back to Charlotte and, and see all my friends down there and, and do a, a, some North Carolina, South Carolina stuff, which was really great. It was really nice to, like, 
you know, take the van out. Because for a long time during 2020, the only time the van would get driven is if I was, like, taking recycling to the dump or something, you know? Oh, like, no. I just never got to use the van. So it was cool to, to kind of flex the flex the van wheels again. Um, and, but, but I think we were really happy with the reception of it. Um, I think the, you know, it's it, there's a really weird relationship with albums now. Um with you know sort of streaming culture and everything and and at the risk of sounding like a boomer or something but that we expected it to like kind of last a little longer i think and you know everybody that we've talked to is just like oh yeah that's just not how lps are received anymore um so you know like we were like we were like gearing up for this season and we were like yeah like you know we're gonna like maybe we'll get on this list or maybe we will or maybe we won't and then we got on like you know none of none of the big publications, which initially we were really bummed, because um, we wanted you know like we wanted that like bigger. It, it felt like a big step to make an LP and like have you know a collection of songs versus, you know we'd done the EP or we did the seven inch that just had two songs, um, and so we you know at first we were like man this sucks, um, but then all of a sudden like a lot of our friends that do podcasts or a lot of our friends that do little blogs or even just you know friends that just have Twitter or Instagram were tagging us and stuff. And like, uh, this was also around that we had a massive vinyl delay. So we didn't get our vinyl until December. Um, and it didn't start shipping until I want to say, or we didn't get it until November and it didn't start shipping until December. So around the time that we were like seeing all these big lists go up and we weren't on it, all of our friends were getting the record and tagging us and were saying like, have my album of the year and stuff. And we were like, man, fuck it. Like we don't need anybody else. Like we have, we have our homies. Like that's so beautiful. Uh, so for a minute I was in like a love hate relationship with, with the record, just with all the frustrations of COVID and vinyl delays and stuff. Um, but then it, it ended up being like, I was like, man, I'm really proud of it. Like it was cool. And like all of our <laughs> friends liked it. So it was tight. Dude, that's awesome uh that i mean it sucks that you like obviously in your point of view like didn't get on those big lists but at this end of the day like if your homies all love it and they're they're repping it and like bringing you up like that's that's better than anything else uh oh, in, yeah. in my mind yeah. like yeah that's i'll take that awesome. over like paste magazine or whatever any day you know like that's to me right that you know and we and we had the conversation at the practice space too of like all of our favorite bands and all of the bands that are like sort of the reason why we do this band you know we're not like they're they're like niche interests you know like they weren't ever like huge popular bands you know like Lemonheads weren't i mean i guess Lemonheads is actually a bad example they were very popular but you know like <laughs> dinosaur jr or like super drag or something you know they weren't ever like the top of the fucking world or anything they were always kind of mud honey is always a good one like mud honey has just sort of been in the footnotes of you know like from the 90s onwards but they're one of my favorite bands you know so we were we were talking about like you know all of our bands are cult favorites anyway so like it's cool if <laughs> if you know such and such brooklyn vegan didn't put us on a, a year-end list or something <laughs> right uh for people that might not have listened to this album yet, uh, what are like some key takeaways that they should be, um, or hold on, how do I want to word this? What what is something that they can expect from this LP? Hmm. Uh, lots lots of riffs. We like we love a good uh, huge guitar moment. Um, 
we try you know i think it's kind of the we the whole record to me at least and and the other two would probably argue that it is uh, annoyingly uh country because i'm not sure that they're as big a fan of country music as i am um but it's kind of the it's kind of my struggle with like you know being from the south and like having this relationship with country music but also wanting to be like you know a cool like careless fuzz rocker that like you know smokes weed and does cool shit you know so like it i always like to me the, the best way that so far uh that i've found to kind of blend the two is this band you know like i get to play you know there are there are moments like crenshaw where it's you know basically just a, a love song to country music you know and then there are moments like you know worst person i know like the end of the record that's just like pure fuzzed out like garage rock nonsense you know um, so I, I, to me, it is sort of a hybrid of basically everything that I grew up on, which I hope can be relatable to other people. I hope there are other people in this world that love Big Star as much as they love Dwight Yoakam too. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's, that's put perfectly. Like, like I've said multiple times, like this LP is amazing. Um, and I know people that are regular listeners that you listen to me say this every time, but I fall in love with like everyone that I sit down with, like their music is always so good. Cause I, I, from like my standpoint, like I never played music. I was always behind the scenes, like either driving the van, just running merch, doing all that fun stuff. But like everyone puts out so good, such good stuff. And like, this is just another LP that is up there on my wall. Like it's fucking great. Um, and I mean, you can't go wrong with little fuzz rock twanginess in your life either. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, on top of that, um, you also put out a couple other things in 2021. Uh, you did a, a live record, uh, which I love the description that you guys also put for that on Bandcamp, where it was like, <laughs> we saw someone recording in the crowd, so we jumped him and just took his recordings. Um, like, what was the, like, did that really happen? Or like, what was the idea behind putting out a live recording? Um, so we... For we were we were trying to keep up with the bit for a minute and, and we were trying to tell people like yeah that really happened like we like jumped this guy to show but you're you're gonna get the exclusive inside scoop of what it really is um so people that live in Richmond right. probably had heard the live set before um but our friend Shannon Cleary uh he has a, a radio show on the the local radio station here WRIR um shout out 97.3 um and he, uh, when the record came out, he asked us to come and do a live set on the radio, you know, during his radio show, but they hadn't really updated their, their COVID protocols yet. So he was like, actually, what I need y'all to do is record it at your practice space. Um, cause Christian, you know, is, he's got nice mics and stuff. He is our, uh, resident engineer at this point. Um, and so he was like, y'all record like a live set and then we'll you know come on the show and you can like answer questions and stuff but we'll we'll just play it you know over the over the air um so we it, that's just kind of us recording our set in the practice space uh and then we sent it over to shannon and he played it on the radio um and then we you know Bandcamp fridays kept happening um and they were great but but it like you kind of had to be on top of your shit for Bandcamp fridays like we felt like we just kept having to like generate a new item you know like we were like oh shit it's another bank kept right like, yeah. what are we gonna do like we need a sticker or something 
um so we had we had the recordings from the radio show still and we we're like oh we could you know we could put it out as like a live bootleg that'd be funny and say we like jumped some kid and stole his tape like that'd be cool so we like you know did some like gonzo like fake journalism and we were like yeah we jumped this kid and like but we wanted to put the tape up anyways because it sounded cool as shit <laughs> so we put that up and then we uh josh uh who runs refresh our the label that we're on uh um bought a, a tape duplicator over covid and so we were like oh you know like what if we actually made tapes of it um so we made some tapes of it and those shipped out with everyone that had pre-ordered the record as sort of a thank you for being so patient because they pre you know pre-orders went up in like i want to say like april or something and then nobody got their records until december so <laughs> we wanted to thank them for yeah. waiting for nine months yeah no that's awesome that you guys included the tape but but that's such a funny story of like that you guys went with that bit and like <laughs> I, for some reason like i read that and all i could think was like a kid just standing like in the middle of the crowd with that tape recorder like this just like trying to like listen to everything and just like, like throwing my guitar just like getting off stage like no right <laughs> uh no but th that's fucking awesome uh sending that out as like a little thank you because yeah for other vinyl collectors uh we all know 2021 sucked for any pre-orders or just getting any vinyl on time yeah uh like i think i pre-ordered the stars hollow they did that in like april and i just got it like a couple weeks ago like it's Man, it yeah. was such a brutal yeah. year yeah, our our friends in um, jail socks, you know, they like theirs were super delayed too. I think they just started shipping those out, and you know, it's like same thing. Like that record came out in what the late summer, fall. Like, it's wild. Yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping that that as you know, as vaccines are more and more popular, and as numbers go down more and more, I'm hoping that that sort of I don't know why that is affected by the supply chain, but I'm hoping that vinyl timeline can kind of come back to a normal you know like we used to plan for like six months out you know we we're like okay like yeah we'll, we'll get this in like you know we'll be happy if we get this in three to four months but now it's like if you put in a project now you're looking at vinyl in like 2023 it's like what the fuck like <laughs> yeah. i'm just gonna go it's back ridiculous. to making tapes in my bedroom like <laughs> yeah which is which is surprising that like I, you haven't seen like a big resurgence of tapes in this last year because with like obviously vinyl's been popular for the last couple of years but you figure like oh the timeline on this sucks let's <laughs> just do a bunch of tapes because yeah. we can get those way faster yeah yeah but. or like cds too like i, I had uh, our friend mo oh, troper yeah. uh he put out a record and he just put it out on cd he eventually is now pressing it on vinyl but uh at first it was just on cd and he was like yeah fuck it i'm not doing vinyl <laughs> like I can get these now. Right. Like CDs are dirt cheap, and I can get them and have them in my hand right now. Yeah, I don't know. I read somewhere, and I might have mentioned this already, but like I read somewhere that it was either like Rihanna or like Adele or some shit. Like one of the bigger pop stars decided to press like all of their records on vinyl. Oh yeah, like it was Adele, variants, right? So like it backed everything up. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, so. Yeah. Damn, but it's wild. Damn it, I feel like there, there's got to be like more pressing plant like we just need if we know that it's going to be popular somebody just needs to start a pressing plant it would be like instant you would be an instant millionaire <laughs> right yeah exactly i thought about it trust me <laughs> i was like what do i need to do this can i do this we'll, in my we'll house? start a gofundme Let's yeah we need we need a bands with beers <laughs> pressing plant for sure that's it <laughs> hell yeah dude i would love that
Uh, one other thing you put out uh, also late last year, I think it was November, uh, was your single Germs Burn, uh, which is also another sick track for everyone listening. Go jam that as well. Um, Thank you. Was that something that came out like was that supposed to be part of the LP or was it something that popped up afterwards or uh, yeah like was it one of those two I guess yeah uh, it was actually after the LP um, you know it like this was the the first time I think actually for all three of us this was the first LP well I, I had played drums on an LP but I didn't really have much to do with the, the songwriting of that band um, and so this was the first LP that the three of us had like really like you know worked on and like written for the most part and it takes a lot of you know like we had because we there were what 10 songs that made it onto the record we went in to the studio I think with 13 or 14 songs um, and so we had a couple that were just kind of left on the cutting room we didn't finish them or, or we got like halfway through tracking them and we were like actually you know like this is actually kind of not happening the way we thought it would in the studio um but we once we got through the process of of recording those you know 13 or 14 songs that we had we were like there was a moment where i was like shit i don't know if i'll ever write another song like i was like i my brain is just mush like i don't think i can write another (laughs) song again um and then uh germs burn just kind of i it, it wasn't like we didn't have it before the lp we didn't you know it wasn't one of the ones that was like scrapped in the studio or anything like that uh, it just like while I, while we were going through the mixing and, and mastering process, I just kind of had the that main riff, um, you know, the sort of chorus riff. I just had that and kept coming back to it and was like, all right, like that's good enough to like be something. Um, and then so it just kind of came together really quickly, and we were like, shit, like you know, what if we just did like a, a one off single at the end of the year to kind of like you know, put it, put us back on everybody's radar. Cause if you put a, if you put a summer record out, like by the end of the year, you know, and once again, like list season and all of that, like by the end of the year, people kind of forget you put the record out. Um, and so we were like, shit, we'll just have like this. It's, it was good enough to be recorded, but it wasn't like, we, we like didn't have more songs to do like a full EP or something. So we were just like, shit, we'll just record this and, mm-hmm. and put it out one song right at the end of the year to kind of remind everybody we put an LP out. And I think it's a good, with the way that we've been writing for uh, what I'm assuming will, will be our next LP, It's I think it's a good sort of in between, like it sounds enough like it could have fit on You Freak Me Out, but it also is a little bit more, like there's not like a crazy solo, you know, there's that little like fuzzy part in the middle, there's that little fuzzy bridge, but there's not like, you know, I don't use the wah or the phaser or anything. Actually, I think I do use the phaser, but there's like you know not anything super wild about it and that's sort of that sort of melodic um and a little bit more kind of i don't know alt rock i guess i don't know what the word would be but that that sort of sound is is what we've kind of been steering a little bit more towards for this next whatever it'll end up being i'm assuming an lp um and so we were like cool this will be like a good kind of bridge between the two you know it'll it'll remind people of, of you freak me out and it'll kind of sound like what's what's coming up next and we wanted a we wanted a cool opportunity too to um, you know we love Susie True, uh, and and we're big fans of them and so we really wanted to you know we Lexi and I had been talking about like you know having her sing on a song or something and so we were like oh you know this is the perfect opportunity so we 
I text her and it's like, hey, would you sing on this like kind of shitty punk song we wrote? And she's like, this is awesome, hell yeah. <laughs> so it was cool. Hell yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it's, it's a great single. Um, so I kind of got like, based off what you were saying, I got a couple questions. So okay. for the one songs that ended up on the cutting room floor, are those ever going to make like a return at some point? Or are they just like, wipe your hands clean, they're done, they're gone? <laughs> There's there is one, um, there's one that is finished and just needs to be mastered, and we were saving it for like if there was if if we got asked to be on like a comp, um, or if somebody wanted to do like a split or something, uh, but it's like ready to go, um, and we actually totally dropped the ball and like I asked we've been asked to do a couple like weird little comps or something since then, and every time I'm like oh shit we gotta like write a new song, but then we're like no we still. <laughs> So we still actually have this song that's left on the cutting room floor. Um, and then there's there's another that's like 70% finished. We just weren't really happy with, like we just could never decide on a, on a vocal melody um, to like, it just, it just felt like it was fighting the song so we didn't finish it. Um, and then there was one that was supposed to originally be the, the closing track of the record. That was like, uh, it was gonna be like just acoustic and like, you know, like, like a nice like organ, like keys part um like a fender roads type thing and it just it once we started tracking it it just did not sound the way that we thought it was gonna sound like it just didn't work so that one will never hear like over my dead body that one will never hear the uh the light of day no one will hear that other than the me and the engineer who were both like ah, i don't think this is working like this sounds like shit so that one will never come out but the other two might come out eventually though. okay <laughs> Uh, and then it sounds like, um, do you have any others, like, I know, you, I know you were mentioning doing another LP, but do you plan on releasing, like, any one-off singles in between there, or is it just waiting and gearing up until this next record is fully done? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll, it's, it's all a little up in the air, I think it'll kind of. I'm hoping it'll happen like it did with You Freak Me Out and the songs that sound like they should be grouped together will kind of show themselves to it. You know, they'll kind of like start sounding like they need to be grouped together, you know? Um, and if it ends up being like four songs that sound like they should be grouped together, then we'll be like, okay, cool. We have an, a nice EP. Or if it's like another nine or 10, then, then we'll know like that we should do an LP. Um, but I, I keep trying to convince the other two that I want to just I want to do like a three or four song EP of like just straight up country like no no elements of indie rock no elements of like fuzzy guitars or any you know none of no like covering up like we're still cool we're still punk like I I want to just go like just for this you know for for the sake of it like why not I just want to have like a three or four right. song like full country EP like no holes bar. <laughs> But yeah, I, it's, just, I've just got some work to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be anything serious, but I think I, I think I have yeah. to work on my argument to convince the other two for it. Uh, I'm sure. Just, just be like, uh, just I don't know. I don't know what, ex <laughs> what like argument you could give and just be to like convince them at this point. But like, just be like ah, I don't know what happened. Like this is just turned uh, out this way. I don't know. Oops, these are just country <laughs> songs. I don't know. <laughs> That works for me. My bad. Shit. <laughs> I'll take it. 
No, I think uh, there was a band from back home that their plan was like, oh, we're going to do like their, their first record in like this genre, and then we're just going to like mix a couple other genres for this next one. And like their plan was just to do something different every time. And like, I, I feel like whatever is like hitting you in the moment is what works. And like, you don't have to do the same sound all the time. Uh, Cause like I, I always reference like turnstile, like they change up their sound for like every record. Totally. Um, yeah. And yeah. It, it's always comes out fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine being in a, you know, in a sort of like, like legacy band or whatever, where you're expected to like, just make the same record over and over again. You know, luckily we like probably 15 people in the entire world care about our band or care about what we're putting out in the future, you know? So luckily there's not like this huge pressure of like, we need to deliver on like what you freaked me out. Bro. Right. So we can kind of do whatever we want, but I don't know. You like, it, it just, yeah, that, that idea is like not interesting to the three of us at all. Like we, it's always in our brains. It's like, we're, we're all three like so ADHD that it's like always forward motion, you know, like we're like, okay, this yeah. one was like, like to us, he freaked me out, like really harped on like the Lemonheads influence and the Dino influence and like the, you know, sort of big star and like kind of that sort of style, teenage fan club kind of thing. And so with this new one, like we've all been listening to a lot more like kind of riffier and like kind of chunkier sounding stuff, like, you know, like Room Runner and Mets and like Tenement and stuff. So to us we're like all right like this next record is going to be like a lot of riffs and like you know like we've, we've gone from playing in, in e standard to like a half step down now you know like we're we're doing like the nirvana tuning so we're yeah I, I think we'll always no matter you know no matter if we have three monthly listeners or whatever on spotify we'll always just keep making weirder and different records i think hell yeah i'm stoked to see what you guys come up with the future that's like <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. Before we fully transition into like this next segment, I do want to bring up uh, your music videos because you do have one out for um, "So Glad," which is funny because I mean, one, you guys are in bee suits. I get the like the from the lyric in the in the song uh, <laughs> that took like a second to that for that to click when I was watching it. Uh, but like, uh, one, you guys are running around town in bee suits. How weird was it? And like, how many stairs did you get? And is it normally where two people are always late to practice? Because I'm, I'm guessing that was the theme of the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, these guys are taking forever to get there, type deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yes. Uh, it definitely at least two of us are are late to practice. I'm usually the one that I'm I'm like so eager to get there that I'm I'm usually there first anyways just because I'm like yeah hell yeah we have band practice tonight and the other two have a lot more busy social calendar than I do so they're like all right I'm coming after this thing and I'm like shit man I've cleared my day like I've been ready for this since two o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> um but yeah we're definitely we're we're not the most um timely band sometimes uh and the BCs was like it you know because it was again like it was in the summer or it was a little bit before it was like late spring kind of so the vaccines were were like really popping off at that point so so richmond was like really opening back up at that when we filmed it and there was a lot of people everywhere and you know like same thing with like going to shows like we all kind of like forgot how to act in public so we we're just like 
Like, I people just, like, did not understand, like, why the fuck we were running around in B-suits, like, jumping over shit, and, like, our friend was trailing us with a camera, like, everybody was just, like, shaking, like, we thought we would get some, like, funny reactions on camera, but instead, mostly everybody was just like, what the fuck, like, like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> so it was really tight. At one point, this, uh, somebody stopped us and was like, what are you guys filming? Um, and I was like, oh, we're, we're making a documentary. Like, there's a bunch of bees in this area. And so we're making a, a documentary about, like, protecting the bees. And she was like, oh, my God, that's so, like, that's awesome. And, like, it was, like, asking us all this information about our documentary. <laughs> it was sick. It's awesome. Basically, all, all you can glean from this podcast is don't believe a single word that, that we say on the Internet. <laughs> we're always lying. <laughs> The live record, the B suits, we're just we're deceitful. <laughs> uh, the other music video I wanted to bring up is uh, "Shaky" because um, it's like it's a, it's a how do I want to put this? Everyone makes everyone that skates makes like a, a skate video with like a backing track, where you guys made a music video with a skate video in it but it's a fingerboard video and yeah. it's fucking amazing like i mean as soon as i watched that i sent it to my friend who's gotten big into like fingerboards what's up dustin uh and he said uh i hope to have some skills like that one day because like there's some big ledge drops and just overall just like insane stunts going yeah. on by professionals yeah yeah so we initially i mean so i think that you know all three of us and probably like our entire generation like you know grew up on the tony hawk games so like alternative music and punk music and skateboarding like has always been like you know very much linked together for for me and for for the other two um and so we always wanted we were like you know from like day one we were like man i wish we would be in a skate video like i always want a song to be placed in a skate video you know and so we were like shit like when we were thinking of ideas for shaky um, for the video for Shaky, we were like, what if we just do, like, a skate video? Because we have a bunch of homies here that skate. And so the initial idea was we were going to, like, you know, get them to, like, get some footage of them of themselves in parks. And, like, we were going to, you know, bring some cameras and, like, film them, like, you know, actually, like, real skateboarding and not fingerboarding and, like, doing real skateboard stuff. And then we wanted to, like, kind of end it with us playing in the skate park while all of our friends, like, skated around us and, like, did tricks and stuff. But then that uh, Shaky came out in April of 2020. And so we were filming the video. We were like setting up the plans to film the video March. I think we were going to film like March 19th. And COVID started. COVID hit like real big time in like what, March 13th or 14th? So we just had to yeah. cancel everything. Um, and like, you know, nobody was skating. Nobody was like going out. So we were like, okay, what's the next best thing we can do? And one of my friends, Brian, uh, who's in the video, um, was posting in like COVID isolation, was like posting fingerboard videos on his Instagram story, you know? And I was like, holy shit. So I texted Brian, I was like, yo, will you just get like a bunch of really well shot clips for me? And like, and then we just started finding other friends that fingerboarded or were fingerboarders. I don't know what the term is, but we, we found a bunch of people that did it. And we were like, shit, will you just send us like a little like 30 second demo reel of you like doing your little park in your kitchen island or whatever? Um, and so then we just cut that with the footage that we were going to use with like actual skaters. <laughs> so it ended up being like, it was like 
it went from like a cool idea to being like a fucking hilarious idea. So we're we were like way more happy with the fingerboarding video. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting it. Because uh, like the video starts off like you guys have like that that typical like almost kind of like jackass like performed by professionals. Don't yeah, try yeah, this yeah. I stole the bumper and then it and goes into like the, the fingerboarding. From, uh, the, it's the bumper from Baker 2. I stole it. I just like took a screen cap of it because Baker 2 <laughs> is like my favorite skate video, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's awesome. That makes it even better. Uh, yeah, so for people that haven't seen either one of those music videos, go check it out. Uh, you can find it on the Refresh Records uh, YouTube page. Um, I might have links in the description depending on what I remember to put in. Uh, <laughs> uh so we, t- I mean, we talked about the the, the latest record. Um, we talked about the live uh, and how you didn't actually beat anyone up to get it, uh, which is okay. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know you were supposed to have uh, a little run in January. Unfortunately, that got canceled. What do you guys have planned for the, like the future? Do you guys have some shows coming out? Uh, do Do you have any other plans for another run or anything like that? Yeah. Um. So we. You know everything is sort of still tentative as as is in this era of COVID stuff. Um, we have a couple local shows that are that are on the books. Uh, you know, depending on numbers and stuff. Um, and then we were going to make up those the the southeast run that we were going to do, like the the nine days that we had in January. We were going to make that up, but I think for the time being, that's still kind of scrapped. And we're focusing on we really want to go out to the west coast. Um, and we've been talking to some of our friends out there. Uh, and so we, I think that that's kind of our priority for 22 is, is making a, a little short, little West coast run happen. And of oh, yeah. course the, you know, the second, if we end up doing a NLP or EP or whatever it ends up being. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully it works out. I know like, like you mentioned, everything's so tentative with things going on, but hopefully with, you know, warmer weather, hopefully coming around. I think, I feel like with the warmer weather, like last year, everything kind of went down uh so hopefully that helps out and you're able to get out west coast i know we did uh, a whole run where we just called it the excuse to get in and out burger so we could go <laughs> yeah in and out burger exactly. and go to california so it was fucking yes, great so that's yeah, the way to do totally. it i'm gonna call ours an excuse to go to weed california and get one of those shirts i'm just i always have wanted one of those like novelty weed california <laughs> shirts so we're gonna make it happen i'm going to hell yeah <laughs> Uh, before we transition to what I what I feel like is my favorite part of the episodes, uh, this is obviously beers with bands. I know you've been drinking. Uh, the listeners at home are just listeners because there's no video for this. But what are you drinking on this fine Friday night? So I am drinking um, a, a, a true American classic, uh, a Hams Tall Boy, which is my um, preferred yeah. choice of as far as you know the, the shitty like working class beers go that's that is my preferred choice of, of beer see normally on these episodes listeners already know <laughs> i usually drink pbrs all day every day yeah. uh, i've mocked up their logo for my logos you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> uh, but today you know being the special first episode back of the year i kind of mix it up um, i have a few modelos uh, only in the bottles that's the only way to do it absolutely um, and yeah, then uh, if you listened yeah Right, and then if you listen to the beginning of the episode, I have the nice uh, shout out to the boys in Eugene Levy. I got one of your contrary brewing, 
uh, peach blondes here. I only got one left. Uh, if you guys want to send me some more, that'd be great because I'm probably not going to go home for a little while. Uh, it, that shit sucks to like transport because it has to stay refrigerated because yeah. there's like actual like peach like juice in it. Oh, okay, okay. So like, yeah. So like, I remember when I when they first released it, I was back home and they're like, "You have to have a cooler to take this home." <laughs> If you don't have a cooler, like, it's not going to stay. And I'm like, I'll fucking get a cooler. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> uh, but it's super good. Shout out to those dudes. Shout out to Contrary Brewing. Um, but now on to the, the, the end of this episode, which, like I said, is my favorite part. This is where we just talk about uh, some fun stories from your time in music, either with Gnawing or any other bands, uh, from shows, tours. Um, they could be tremendous to horrendous or any adjective in between um so what do you got for me tonight john oh man okay all right um let's see let's see uh i can always give you topics too if you need okay yeah yeah throw me some topics i i can do some topics definitely yeah all right uh out of all the shows you you played what's been one of the best lineups on a show Ooh, one of the best lineups. Um, I think uh, one that comes to mind immediately is this: the uh, when we started doing weekends for for you, freak me out. We played in Philadelphia, um, and we played with our like best friend band soulmates, the Insides, who are also on Refresh Records. Um, it's like huge chorus, like it's just like hook heavy alt rock. Like it's like if Oasis was written by like like billy corgan or something like it's it's just like massive hooks and they're awesome and they're the sweetest guys in the world um and on that show also was second grade who are truly incredible and booze radley's um and uh wait who else was on that show i want to make sure i'm shouting it out correctly um, 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 um i think that was everybody Maybe it wasn't. Oh no, this is terrible. Hold on. No, you're good. I want to make sure I give the right credit to the homies. Oh no, dude, I totally feel you. Uh, I think I was listening. Oh yeah, that was it. That was the full lineup. That was the full lineup. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's always like the worst. Is like your your... band in my mind. Yeah, out of all like the the. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Go for it. <laughs> uh, out of all like the the runs you guys have done or any tours, what's been like the worst place to crash? Oh, worst place to crash. Um, we in this band, we've actually been pretty blessed to play areas that we've had friends, and so we've been able to, to crash in there like very nicely decorated and multiple sleeping arrangements. <laughs> apartments and stuff um but in this band that i used to be in called all right from charlotte who are still an active band um i played drums in that band and we did a tour and we played in savannah georgia and we didn't know anybody in savannah georgia so we did the classic you know while we were playing we're like hey like if anybody wants to give us a place to stay like you know we would love to hang out with you all night and eat your ramen noodles (laughs) um and nobody offered it you know it's just like crickets in the crowd like nobody offered us a place to stay so we were like shit i guess we're sleeping in the van 
Um, and so we, the next show was in Charleston, which is in South Carolina, which is a couple hours away. So we did an overnight drive to Charleston, got to Charleston, and then we just found a, uh, a public parking place and just parked and slept in the van. And it was like, uh, it was, it was in February. So initially it was like hot when we pulled into town, like it was still like kind of, you know, like, cause it was down South. Um, but then like as the night went on it got freezing so that we had like extremes of both temperatures and we were just like it was it was miserable it was the worst night of sleep i ever had i, oh I was in God. between two of the van benches and like yeah it was terrible i remember we had to, like time. wake up and we had to like go brush our teeth at starbucks and stuff <laughs> you know like it was awful yeah i remember one time uh we were playing we played somewhere in georgia I don't remember exactly where, but um, <laughs> the band that we were touring with was like, hey, like, they were like from, from, like, our friends from back home. So, like, we were all on the road together and they were like, we really want to do, like, a day of camping. Like, there's, like, this natural, like, natural <laughs> park. We want to do this. And we're like, half of us in our group were like, I mean, fucking sure. Like, it'll be cheaper than getting a hotel, I guess. But, like, <laughs> this is going to suck. And, like, it's, it was Georgia in, like, fucking june or july so like it's humid as fuck and it was just so (laughs) shitty like i love all those people but like why would we want to go camping like that shit (laughs) did y'all have tents or anything uh i think maybe they brought like one tent but i was (laughs) like i slept in our van and like because like we had a nice 15 seater so like i had like bunks built in the back but like it's still like so hot humid and then like the bugs come out and then I'm pretty sure the the lake that they swam in ended up they get they ended up finding out like there was leeches and shit like it was just overall <laughs> oh I was like God. we're never doing this again. Like, Holy fuck shit, this. that's awesome. <laughs> and then I remember I think on the last run we did, uh, I so it was mainly me and one other dude just driving, and uh, I woke up sleeping in the back bunk well like back bench at a at a rest stop and there's like our back doors are kind of open but I, there's like feet hanging off the roof and i'm like where the fuck is everybody like two, <laughs> one dude sleeping slept on the roof of the van uh there's like a couple of the dudes because there was on that run it was us and another band went out and we just shared one van so like a couple of the dudes went and slept on like the park benches that are at rest stops <laughs> and i remember waking up like just to go brush my teeth and families were like waking up and realizing that there's just just like uh just eight bodies dudes just everywhere. everywhere and they're just like what the fuck is going on and i was like yeah no and then awesome. having to round everyone up before you leave that was so insane that's so sick <laughs> uh i got i had one more here oh uh from from you guys' time recording what were some of the, like the fun uh, like shenanigans or anything else that like happened uh, during that time. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. From well, so for for Germs Burn at least, um, we recorded that. Christian recorded that in our practice space. Um, and we at the time we we have since moved practice spaces, but we used to share or we our neighbor in our practice space unit um, was this guy. I think his name was Sid and he just loved like eighties hair metal. Um, and he was like, you know, like in his fifties had the voice of someone who smokes like 17 packs a day. 
Um, he's an awesome guy, but he had the loudest fucking drum set I've ever heard in my life. And he didn't have a band. He would just go in his practice space and blast like Warrant or like Guns N' Roses, stuff like that over his like little PA and he would play along to it. Um, and so while we were tracking Germs Burn, he was practicing on his like 19 piece double bass Tama drum set. And I had to, I was voted the member of the band to go knock on the door and be like, hey, um, we're tracking like guitars. Can you like stop playing for 30 minutes because it's really fucking loud and it's bleeding through into our mics? Um, and he, you know, he was like super sweet about it. I was like, oh yeah, man, of course, of course, bro, of course. But if we were like, we were like, I feel like every time we've tried to do anything quiet in the space he's also been there and so while we were in that space every like we would just be like god damn it like this, this is classic like the fucking like <laughs> we're like what the fuck is going on over there so while we were tracking we had to like you know we we asked him to be quiet but he was very respectful and, and he he did so um and then for the for the lp uh so we tracked the lp in the sort of height of covid and this was we tracked it you know pre-vaccines so we did everything like everything was tracked masked every you know the engineer was masked alan was masked um the three of us were masked and the owners of the studio requested that we did like essential personnel only mm. so their rule was on the day of tracking the only people that could be in the room were the people that were tracking so it was usually like the three of us were not ever in the studio at the same time um, which was really strange and you know like kind of made for some weird like like when we did drums Christian tracked drums and I was there like me Christian and Alan were there and so Alan was engineering and I was doing scratch track guitar and Christian and sitting in front of Christian we were just kind of playing with each other you know um, and then once drums were done Christian left this you know didn't come back to the studio until we called him back to do like his backing vocal stuff so like once we were doing bass if if Christian had recorded something differently than like the way we played it live or something, Chris would just had to be like, okay, like the drums are different there. I'm just gonna adjust my bass part. Like we, it was weird to like kind of like you know piecemeal it that way instead of like I'm so used to like the three of us like all carve out time. Everybody takes off time work and like you just go spend a week or whatever you know and like you just right. hang out and it's kind of like a big party and you just make a record you know. But this was like a very sterile and like very like we were like clorox white you know this was early covid too so we didn't know like a lot of like the we didn't know if it could be transmitted by touch so like every time i changed guitars we would like clorox wipe down the other guitar right and like white pedals and shit you know and like now we know we probably were just being irresponsible and dangerous by talking and making the air like covid but luckily nobody got sick or anything from that process so we we ended up being uh okay but yeah, that, that process was weird and, and definitely, like, kind of made for some, like, weird, weird stories with, like, like, you know, people coming back and being like, oh, the last time I heard this, it was, like, just a drum track and, like, scratch guitar, and now it's got, like, fucking pedal steel and tambourine on it. Like, when did this happen? <laughs> like, so it was kind of cool to, to do it that way. Um, but the when we did a lot of the uh, percussion stuff, Christian and I, once again, did that in the, uh, in the practice space with our, our lovely metalhead friend. Um, next door um, and so we you know we just kind of like had I think we had like some shakers and a tambourine and like whatever percussion we could just find like what other instruments we could find 
And so we just went track by track. At that point, we had had basically all the ba- basic tracking, all the vocals were done. So we had like what was essentially going to be like the record. So we just went track by track and we were like, shit, let's put a tambourine on this. So we were just like crack another PBR and like <laughs> put a tambourine track on something, you know? Um, so that was like, that was honestly the, the overdubs were some of my favorite memories from making the record because, you know, like Chris and Christian are like two of my best friends in the entire world. So that like, it, it truly was just like us hanging out and like, oh, let's put Shaker right here. And then we didn't even end up using, you know, like we, we were just like, track something anyways and be like ah that sounds weird let's not use it but it was it was a really fun time of just like hanging out in the practice space and fucking around and adding shit hell yeah well uh i mean that's something that i always want to experience is like everyone has fun stories from like recording like their tracks and stuff and it's just like one of those like it feels like the kid that didn't go to get to go to camp type deal (laughs) and just listening to all the stories and like i feel like there's always good ones there and that's great um i mean this whole record came out amazing, and I'm so stoked and happy for you guys. Um, for if if anyone's looking for merch, music, or just you guys in general, where can they find it? Uh, we are on all of our merch and all of our music is on Bandcamp. Um, we currently have some very cool uh, cowboy long sleeves um, that are that are you freak me out themed um, our friend Rachel who lives here designed them and she put like little elements from from the record on the print and then there's like a nice like lasso font you freak me out on the sleeve it's one of my favorite merch items I've ever uh, been in a band that that had um, so we definitely have merch and music on Bandcamp um, and then we're all over you know, we're we're a modern day millennial <laughs> band. We have Instagram, we have Twitter. Um, I have a, a TikTok that I call the gnawing TikTok, but I just make like weird guitar videos <laughs> at like three in the morning sometimes. Um, <laughs> so we we're where you can find it. if you if you're looking for us, you can definitely find us. You can run yeah. into us. <laughs> yeah. So don't say you can't find them. Look them up. <laughs> Follow them. Friend them like the tweets like the instagrams uh do all that fun shits yeah, yeah. uh and then uh links to Bandcamp and stuff will be in the description obviously um all right so you know where to f- you're, you know where to find them like i said i'll have all the links in the description below uh depending on what you're listening to uh you should be able to click it and uh you know start following these dudes and be ready for the next lp ep uh single whatever whatever's going to be coming out next um now before we fully take off, John, I got one last question for you. With this being 2022, start of a new year, uh, what can people expect from gnawing from here until like the future? Like, where do you want this all to go? That's a great question. Um, I mean, definitely more music. I don't. I think that we uh now that we've got like the big first lp off of our backs like you know we really wanted that like that to be like the first big thing we did was the lp um now that we've got that out like we're we're much more into the idea of of having you know smaller smaller different sounding projects all coming out at the same time or you know whatever it might be so definitely more music um and you know we love playing shows all three of us are uh, you know, a little bit older millennials, um, and have like full-time jobs and, 
you know, stuff. So we, so we don't tour as much as we want to. Um, but we, we always try and do like little weekends or like, you know, if we do the West coast run, like we'll definitely always, we'll be gigging until we fall over is, is what we say. Um, and, and putting out music like that's, you know, it really is at the end of the day, like the idea behind this band at this point is, you know, like the three of us just like love hanging out and jamming and, and making up like cool shit with each other. Um, so no matter what year in lists we get on or don't get on i think we're just going to always keep putting out records that we think are cool because like you know why would you make music that you don't like so exactly everybody can expect more music and more dates and probably cool t-shirts too oh yeah so <laughs> everyone listening go go grab that long sleeve go get that <laughs> go get it go get that hot hot merch uh be sure to pick up some vinyls because you guys still have vinyls left for yeah I think yeah. I saw not only just the LP, but you also have a seven inch. Did yeah, I see that correctly? shaky. Yeah, we do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, be sure to add that all you vinyl collectors. You want to get this now? Yeah, get the two for one. Get the deal. Yeah, yeah. I get don't think deal. it's actually two for one, but get get both of them. Yeah, yeah, just get both of them. Uh, just just tell yourself as a like a normal vinyl collector does. <laughs> it's it's a deal if I get both. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I want to give you one more thank you, John, for not only reaching out to be on an episode but also helping me ring in this 2022 uh uh year uh for being the first episode of this year uh i had a great time sitting down gnawing yeah, is great yeah, lp is amazing uh and thank you so much yeah thank you thanks for having us or having me and yeah it's it's an honor to be the inaugural 2022 episode i'm a big fan of the pod so i was, uh, I was glad to to be uh to get the nod to come on <laughs> hell yeah thank you so much that, that means a lot um for we, we i mean we mentioned all all the the main points um definitely like i've said multiple times go check out gnawing um if like i normally used to say on episodes if you or anyone you know should be on an episode of beers with bands feel free to reach out uh, i got the socials in the descriptions i got emails on all the, the the socials and just hit me up send me an email shoot me a dm on twitter like this fine gentleman did and uh, we'll set something up um other than that i will catch everyone on the next episode see ya